Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast. This is Alvern and I help women who want to live a life of time and freedom become wildly successful using proven organic marketing strategies so that they can finally achieve those lifelong dreams with confidence. Okay, so in today's episode, we're going to be looking at nine ways to get motivated and skyrocket your success. Are you looking for ways to get motivated to accomplish your goals? Have you found yourself in a rut lately? This past week, I saw a post in a bloggers group on Facebook where one blogger announced that he was shutting down all his blogs. I felt that pain in the pit of my tummy when I saw that post. I felt compelled to jump in and stop him from taking such drastic action. It appears that his decision was financially motivated, but I cannot conclude for sure since I did not have a direct conversation with him. Have you ever felt like throwing in the towel and giving up your blogging dreams or business dreams or life dreams? Maybe you questioned if it is even worth it in the end. Many people struggle with finding ways to get motivated to start a blog in the first place or even to start a business. Others struggle with coming up with ideas to stay motivated so that they can continue running their business or continue blogging on a regular basis. I was shocked this week to learn that having A fear of success is a real thing for many people, but I will cover that in another podcast. (laughs) Finding and staying motivated is such a struggle for so many people that I want to share what I do to win on both fronts, as well as a few secret hacks. Are you ready? Okay, so what is motivation anyway and why do you need it? Well, I never actually thought that I would need to define the term motivation. However, I think it is necessary after seeing this phrase on Google, where can I buy motivation? (laughs) Imagine that. According to Wikipedia, motivation is the reason for people's actions, willingness and goals. So in simple terms, it is the reason why you or I do what we do every single day of our lives. I never really saw motivation in such a simplistic way. So I was at first really surprised at the simplicity of the definition. The reason why you need motivation is that it helps you to get stuff done, like waking up at a certain time every day. Without it, you will get, or should I say you will not, (laughs) set goals for you or your loved ones. In fact, it is the only reason why you will lift a finger to do anything at all. It is not possible to go into a shop (laughs) to purchase motivation, but you can certainly hire a coach to help you work on your mindset. So what are the levels of motivation anyway? There are so many factors that motivate anyone to take action or achieve a goal. So let's spend some time looking at motivators. Depending on your age, your situation, resources that you've got available, 
I have always been so self-motivated that I find it strange explaining this this concept. Maslow hierarchy of needs. In order to fully understand motivation, we need to spend time looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So if you get a chance, you can hop on over to my blog um, at this particular blog post or the show notes, which you can find at successunscrambled.com forward slash how dash to dash get dash motivated. Okay. So in that diagram, you've got a pyramid. I don't know if you've ever, ever um, come across Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The very bottom of that pyramid, it's like a triangle. The very bottom section it has five different levels, actually, before I even talk about the bottom section, but there are five different levels. And the very first level at the very bottom, the very basic bottom bit, you have physio- physiological needs. And physiological needs includes food, clothing, shelter, air, sleep, and reproduction. The next level above that, you have safety needs, which is personal security, property, health, employment, resources. And the next level up, you've got love and belonging, intimacy, friendship, and family. And the next level, you've got esteem, respect, recognition, freedom, status, and strength. And at the very top of the triangle, you've got self-actualization. Become the most or best that you, you can be. All right. In 1943, Abraham Maslow wrote a paper entitled A Theory of Human Motivation, in which he classified the universal needs of society. The study shows how humans intrinsically partake in behavioral motivation. If you've never heard the term intrinsically before, it's just something that's innate, something that comes from it in, something that comes without thinking. It just it just happens. He coined five different categories like I mentioned from the diagram, physiological safety, belonging and love, self-esteem and self-actualization. I still remember seeing this in for the first time in school. I think it was in primary school. It could have been in secondary school. I can't even remember. <laughs> it was so many years ago. As well as having that aha moment, because it was then when I understood why people behave the way that they did. It is safe to break these down further and see them as internally motivated as well as externally motivated. Of course, someone can argue with me that it's all different, but I just prefer to do it this way. So to help you, the listener, understand it from a a sort of a, a much more simplistic perspective. So let's look at internally motivated. There's a reason why physiological needs is at the bottom of the pyramid. As you can see, it covers the most basic needs in humans. For example, a newborn baby has no clue about self-actualization. So it cries whenever it is hungry uh, or uncomfortable. And I say it because it could be a he or she. So the baby cries whenever he or she is hungry or uncomfortable. As adults, we eat our meals on a regular basis, at least in the Western world, that we forget how painful it is to be hungry. 
I mean, when was the last time you actually felt hungry, that it brought you discomfort? This is the reason why it makes no sense to try and sell a designer bag or other luxury item to anyone that is hungry. That person's first motivation is to get rid of their hunger pains, followed by all the other needs for clothing, shelter, warmth, before telling them about any other thing. (laughs) It is also the big reason why someone with basic needs has no interest in love, in terms of romantic love or Valentine's Day. Meet their physiological needs first before trying to help them with other aspects of their lives. Externally motivated. So there are parts in the next four levels that has internal, intrinsic, innate feelings that actually drive these other four levels. But I put externally motivated because it is it is not like a hunger pain. It's kind of different because uh, it's because we see other people achieve that we want to achieve as well. So let's look at externally motivated in more details. So the other four levels of the pyramid have a heavy reliance on external factors. So let's take a closer look at them. Safety. Depending on your age, it would take different things to make you feel safe. For example, before turning 18, children look to their parents for safety. However, after becoming an adult, a person would look to other things, for example, college, a job, an apartment, money in the bank, or even spirituality to feel safe. And if you think about people, like there are children who are orphans, in other words, they don't have parents. So those children, before they turn 18, they look to other people or things to have them feel safe because they don't have parents around. And it really, you know, breaks my heart to think of any child growing up without a parent to make them feel safe. Belonging and love. When it comes to love and a sense of belonging, children look to their parents, of course, for this need to be satisfied. And if they don't have parents, well, we know what's going to happen in that particular case. But they do have, they might have grandparents or aunties or uncles. And if they don't have any relatives, well, well. That's a topic for another another podcast, but you know how difficult it can be if you don't have parents and you're less than 18 years of age, or no, no, even no relatives, even, and you're less than 18 years of age. However, as adults, it is so very different and so very complex. Yes, you have parents at home, but when you move out on your own, you have friends that you depend on to feel accepted. I constantly feel sorry for teenagers and young adults who constantly depend on friends to satisfy this need, this need for belonging and and love. We live in an age of social media where people pretend to be something else online compared to reality. In fact, when you look at it, who can they trust? And that's the reason why I feel so sorry for them. Because sometimes friends can lead you astray. Of course, you have childhood friends, but then, yeah. The next on the list is self-esteem. Everyone goes through a period of wanting to find themselves or taking their rightful place in this world. To feel respected as a human being is normal, as well as demanding the freedom to be who you want to be. You can probably relate to this feeling 
of wanting to be recognized for your accomplishments and achievements. No one likes living in the shadow of another human being, which is a great way to look at self-esteem. Finally, at the top of the pyramid, we have self-actualization. As a human, once you get a taste of freedom and recognition, then comes this need to fulfill your purpose. It's like if the success and all of that is good, but you're looking for something more meaningful in life. Abraham Maslow describes this level as not only success, but the ability to be a master at something. It is the reason I encourage you as my, re- as my listener to find your passion. It is difficult to master something without being passionate about it. Maslow goes on to state that it is at this level that the person has a need for strength, competence, self-confidence, mastery, independence, and freedom. So how to start this journey to get self-motivated? I mean, you can't buy it in the shops, so how do you get started? Well, the first thing that is needed to help anyone get motivated is for them to look at the Maslow's Pyramid and determine where you are right now. Have you all your, physio- all your basic needs taken care of? So do you have food, clothing, and shelter? Once you have that taken care of, then the next level, obviously, is safety. Do you feel safe? I mean, what is driving you to feel unsafe? What do you need to do to, 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 you know, to make you feel safe? And if you are safe, then the next level up is then belonging and love. Do you feel like if you belong? You could be a foreigner in a, uh, a migrant even in a country, and you probably don't speak their language. And maybe one of the ways for you to feel like if you belong is you have to learn that, that people's language and then probably find a way to generate an income. You might be getting, say, um, rations or it may be, um, what's the word, uh, a sort of allowance, a living allowance. But that feeling of, you know, wanting to belong, it will always be there. Um, and once you've accomplished that, then, then there's this thing about self-esteem, which comes with finding your own job and supplying for the needs of yourself and your family, if you have one. Or even um, in some cases when people, some people actually do the self-esteem thing before they do the belonging thing because they've got a job and then they, they just don't feel like if they belong and so they, uh, or they want to feel loved. So they want to be able to find um, their life partner. So in some some cases, the the places on the pyramid can swap because of you know where the person is in life and they could have lost a loved one as well and they just want to go back and feel like if they're love and they belong as well make we want to make home feel like home so there's no point in trying to get motivated to achieve your purpose when your physiological needs are not met it does, it does involve a lot of introspection and self-seeking to decide what needs to happen for you to become motivated at each level. A man with a wife and, and children will work very hard to put food on the table and roof over their heads. Once there, there is excess money, he would save for home, possibly to buy a house, uh, for college education for the kids and for retirement, and possibly vacation as well. It is only after these things are sort of secure 
then he may seek to buy a boat or a holiday home or even freedom and independence in the form of, you know, educating himself more and getting advice and coaching and all of that. Yes, there are some people who will have their priorities all mixed up. They want to buy a fancy pair of shoes while their children go hungry, but this this kind of attitude is not humane. So what are my secrets to being so highly self-motivated every day? I don't know. It's just like I have butterflies in my stomach every single day of the week. I'm just so excited. I don't know. Many years ago, my ability to get motivated was not focused on one area. I was all over the place because I wanted to do so many things. One day I realized that it would be better <laughs> to put all of my energy into a single project. Yes, um, I was reading a book many years ago and the writer advised you that you would always have all these ideas to do this, or to do that, to start this business, to do this project, all of that. And what he advised you to do is to have a drawer or a, a sort of a filing cabinet with all of these brilliant ideas, write them down so that it won't distract you from your current project and put them in a folder, all right now, write as much as possible and then stick them in that filing cabinet. So when you accomplish your first project, it's all done and dusted, all done to completion, then you can go back to the filing cabinet and pull out um, your list of ideas because, or your, your, yeah, your, I guess your list of ideas. Because if you don't write them down, they'll keep distracting you and uh, and then you will not be able to f complete your project on time. So, you know, complete a project before moving on to something else is one of my secrets of being, I have I mean, I have so much energy. I just want to do so many things. I also realized that my why needed to be big enough to stay the course of any project. Ellen Jefferson, sorry, Ellen Johnson Sirleaf's quote goes like this. If your dreams don't scare you, they are not big enough. It is this one phrase that made me realize that my why was not big enough. Prior to seeing this quote, my, my why were my children and my family. However, their needs were not very big. You know, you can just work and earn some money and provide clothes, provide food, provide clothing, provide college education, you know, extracurricular activities, etc. However, after seeing this quote, my why became so big and so scary. I don't know how I can accomplish it, but that is one thing that gives me butterflies in my stomach every single day. I'm just like, oh my goodness, I've got so much to do. Ooh, so exciting. And I've left a link in the show notes. You can read my story about my why. Again, you can go to successunscramble.com forward slash how dash to dash get dash motivated. Okay, that's where you find the show notes for this particular podcast. So I'm awake every day, excited to get stuff done. So do you actually believe that? I mean, I can tell you, I'm so motivated and I have been like this for the last three to four years. So what are the practical steps to stay motivated? When my brother died in 2015, I lost my interest in blogging and business and everything, basically. And this went on for about a year because I wanted to do so much for her, but she was no more. So here are some practical things that you can do to wake up excited every single day, no matter what happens in life. Number one, find your big, scary why. Two, work on a long-term project 
that aligns with your purpose. Number three, experience some wins every single month. Number four, slay big obstacles as fast as possible. So anything that's giving you obstacles that's getting in your way, like, I don't know, if you're starting a business and you realize you just don't have sufficient funds or you're thinking of starting a business and you don't have sufficient funds, obviously there's there's a link that I can share with you. I've got, I've, in my one of my previous podcasts, I talk about how to start a business with no money. So, you know, there's always a possibility. There's a way to just just get things done. Um, so just get rid of those obstacles. Um, if you're feeling tired, get some multivitamins. Get proper sleep, get exercise. Um, you don't understand how to do something, get on YouTube and learn how to do it. Whatever those obstacles are, you don't you don't know how to get from A to B. Find a, a coach or a guide. You don't know, you know, whatever the obstacles are, just, you know, they might seem insurmountable. Slay those big obstacles as fast as possible. Number five, read The One Thing by Gary Keller. So this is about staying motivated, not getting motivated, but staying motivated. I'll get into get motivated in a little while. I've mentioned this book probably twice before in previous podcasts. Um, the One Thing by Gary Keller, you know, it really helps you, I guess, use your productive time in an efficient and intelligent way so that you would feel, so that you can experience achievements in your life. Number six, have a quote to help you with your challenges. My quote of the century, <laughs> whenever I face challenges, is this one by Albert E. N. Gray, the common denominator of success. The secret, and I quote, the secret of success of every man who has ever been successful lies in the fact that he formed a habit of doing things that failures don't like to do. If you and I form a habit of doing things that nobody else wants to do, there is a great chance that we will become successful. So I have another, another, another bit of advice for you. I call it a clever motivation hack. If you are a regular listener to my podcast, you will know that I encourage my readers and my listeners to stop watching TV. I admonish them instead to do something creative. One thing I discovered over the years is that I am unable to watch tutorial videos that are an hour long without getting sleepy. As a blogger, you will know that investing in your education is essential to your success. So as a blogger and business owner, you will know that it is that investing in your education is essential to your success. That education can be in the form of long videos. And if I'm not watching TV, that's what I'm doing. I've been, you know, I've been in the media fast for like 10 years. I don't watch television, don't have a television, no interest. Anytime I'm attending a webinar or tutorial that is about an hour long, this is what I do. <laughs> I head over to the kitchen, grab a bowl of warm, freshly popped popcorn. And this is microwave popcorn. It doesn't have to be special popcorn or anything. This is just microwave popcorn. And I plop down 
and look at it. Look at the video, uh, tutorial video or the webinar. Years ago, when I watched TV or movies, my brain associated popcorn with a pleasurable experience. So for me, popcorn is associated with now tutorials, webinars, and studying for an exam. Yes, each time I need to study for an exam, I get me some popcorn. Before, in my subconscious, I think of those things as a chore. Now, the moment I add popcorn, I totally enjoy the experience. For you, it could be potato chips, tortillas, M&Ms, chocolates, etc. You just need to be aware that sweet items will give you a sugar rush as well as a crash. That's why I do popcorn, because popcorn is savory, it's a healthy snack, and I've done chocolate before, and I know it gives you that sugar rush, and then suddenly you realize that probably half an hour, 45 minutes later, you start to feel sleepy even though you're, you're snacking. Um, whereas popcorn doesn't do that for you. There's no sugar rush and there's, <laughs> there's no crash. Okay, so time management keeps you motivated. I have noticed that I absolutely enjoy my day and journey more when I schedule everything. It helps me to achieve goals. Every evening before heading off to bed, I do a reflection of my day. And here are the three reasons why I do it. I check to see if I'm keeping, if I'm making, sorry, progress. I need to know what I have, I have to do the next day. And it helps me to wake up ready to achieve goal, those goals. So not only do I know, okay, I've made progress based on, you know, what I want to achieve this year. I also know, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what, this is the time I have available tomorrow. And this is what I need to do tomorrow. Um, and it helps me then to wake up ready. I know, okay, this is what I have to do. And off I go. When you decide to become a business owner or blogger, there will be no one breathing down your neck doing micromanagement. You'll be 100% accountable for your goals and progress over a 12-month period. So how will you keep track of your goals? I personally prefer to manage my goals daily and sometimes even hourly if my list for the day is full. It is the reason why I absolutely encourage you, my listener, to get the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, where he encourages his readers to ask the following question every single day. And listen to the question. What is the one thing I can do today for my business such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or even unnecessary? Rather than having a big, long to-do list, I have a list of big things. It contains the stuff that I need to accomplish that will make everything else in my life, in my day, in my week, in my month, easier or unnecessary. If you just don't get this, like I advise you, just get the book. Um, it will change your life. So... What are those nine steps to get motivated? I mean, that's what, that's what we're here for in the first place, right? Now that you understand the different levels of human motivation based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, let's look at those nine steps to get motivated. Number one, surround yourself with positive, successful people. I can't tell you how important this is. <sighs> You can have friends around you who just discourage you or people who are total mourners, complain about everything. 
But having people around you who are achieving goals and becoming successful is one of the best things you can do to get yourself motivated because you're going to see them um, becoming successful and you want that success as well. Not necessarily, obviously, the same sex success that they have, um, but just to be successful. Number two, do the things that you love. So you might have these things that you need to do to grow your business, yes. Um, but you might have things that you really enjoy doing, some hobbies, maybe like kite surfing, uh, going to the beach, going for walks, hiking, etc. Obviously, do the things that you love in moderation. So the things that you love shouldn't shouldn't um, affect your goals. Okay, it should you should schedule that into your into your daily schedule. So you know, okay, I have four hours to do solid work, and then. Uh, an hour to do the gym or whatever, and then another hour to do, I don't know, bake a cake or whatever, whatever that thing, that thing is that you love. Number three, find a way to enjoy the things that that are not so enjoyable, <laughs> like eating your favorite, favorite snack while you're doing it. So like I mentioned before, you have uh, to invest time in your education, which means you're going to have to either watch a lot of videos or attend seminars or conferences and stuff. Obviously, in a conference, you probably can't eat. Um, in fact, the conference will be probably so enjoyable, you don't need to eat anything. But if you need to study for a certification or um, do a webinar, online webinar, or um, whatever it is that you that is just not as enjoyable as the thing that you love, try and add associated with something enjoyable that you do like doing. Okay. Number four, know where you are in the pyramid. So I think having a sense of where you are, like making sure that your level on the pyramid is an appropriate one because you don't want to be in a position where your basic needs are not being met and you're trying to do self-actualization. That just doesn't make any sense. Uh, number five, it may make sense to complete levels one to four before attempting level five. Number six, get really clear about what needs to happen to achieve your goals. So you might have a goal. I'm doing this as kind of a typical example. Actually, you might have a goal to create a website and you've never done one. You've never done it before ever. And you might have a budget available to get that done, or you may not have a budget. Um, the bottom line is you need to get really, really clear about what needs to happen for that website to get created. So what are the steps? Are you going to do it yourself? And it's possible. You can do it yourself. You can just create a blog. Um, or you may, may decide this is your budget. Like say you have $500 um, and you want to find a way to get it. And um, obviously, it it's going to take time, unfortunately. Um, that's just the way life goes. Um, but you probably need to get clear on what do you want a web website to look like. So spend some time looking at other websites. What is what is the goal of that website? What do you want it to do? Why are you doing it in the first place? So, in other words, there's no point rushing into something when you haven't really th- thought it through every step of the way. Um, so yeah, get really, really clear about what needs to happen to achieve your goals. Number seven, and there's always, before I get to number seven, there's always a way to achieve goals. 
in this day and age, there's no, I don't have any money or I don't have this or I don't have that. Whatever you don't have, just find a way to get it done. Um, obviously, legally, don't, you know, hurt anybody or harm anybody in the process. Again, like I mentioned before, a lot of people, the challenges around funding and there are creative ways you can fund a business. Um, you're going to have to check out um, my previous podcast or show notes where I talk about uh, ways that you can start a business without any money. Just have a look at that one and you'd see some amazing suggestions there. Number seven, schedule your productive time. Like I was mentioning before, you may have, you might, you might decide that you're going to spend four hours every day doing this stuff because you might be you might be working full-time and you come home from work and you might only have you might only have two hours actually and you need to schedule it in if you don't schedule it it was just not going to get done um i can tell you from experience uh it's and once you know the thing about it you might say oh but you have your family and your kids and you know whatever but i'm not saying that, that that's not important if you schedule it in your family will get to know okay at this time, my spouse, my father, my mother is not available because he or she is actually doing this thing. That will have benefit us in the future, which means, leads me nicely on to the number eight, which is make time for loved ones. So you might have a nine to five job. You come home from work and you have to do dinner uh, to home with the kids, etc., and then move on to your uh, side project make time for them. Um, I know someone I was talking to recently who actually scheduling, schedules time in for their children on a Sunday, every Sunday between like for two hours or three hours. This is their time and it's scheduling and the children knows that that's their time. So make time for your loved ones. And then number nine, most importantly, read a great book or two as they really help with self-improvement. My favorite two books for motivation and getting stuff done are A Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews. If, you, if you're lacking self-motivation in any way, shape or form, read A Traveler's Gift. It's going to turn life on its head for you. I mean, I've probably read it four or five times at this stage. It continues to blow me away every step of the way. Um, and then obviously The One Thing by Gary Keller which is just getting stuff done. I cannot explain how much reading great books can help put life into perspective and boost your desire to succeed in life. So I was so concerned about, you know, creating a podcast about this particular topic of motivation because I don't see myself as an expert, but as someone on a mission to do things every single day, this particular podcast was so important for me to do, especially after seeing that this week where someone says, I am throwing in a towel. I am going to give up on something I've spent so much time building. I'm just like, oh no, please don't do that. Um, but then I, you know, I don't understand the circumstances. I know someone else in the past told me that they wanted to uh, give up on their blog for legal re reasons as well. But then, you know, it just depends. Um, but the inspiration uh, to, to do things, uh, you know, 
Anyway, the inspiration, like I said, for this particular podcast came after I read about that guy deciding to give up all of his hardworking blogging. You may be wondering why I did not send him a direct message or comment on the Facebook group. So let me tell you why. He needed to be motivated enough to continue that big dream. Like years and years ago, if someone told me, you have to stay motivated. I mean, that doesn't get me, that doesn't get me motivated. I did not want him to keep coming back to me for motivation to stay in the game. For me to get motivated to start a blog or start a business and to stay motivated to continue came from a very, very deep place. A place that is so deep that I'm virtually, virtually unshakable. What about you? Why did you get motivated to start a blog or to start a business? And what are you doing to stay motivated along the way? Remember to subscribe to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where you will be the first to hear what's happening in the entrepreneurial and digital marketing world. Your positive review of this podcast is vital to keeping it alive and running for the next 12 to 24 months. So please leave a positive review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast players. Are you looking for ways to improve the way you manage your time? Grab the time management tips that I've left in the show notes to help you generate an income. If you are just at the start of your journey about, you know, side hustling, starting a business, digital nobodying, or starting a blog, uh, where you're wondering what is possible for you in the future, then take a look at the seven, the link to the seven books that I've left in the show notes. If you want to take advantage of some habits from successful people, uh, then take a look at the link that I left, left in the show note that talks about things that rich people do differently from everyone else. If you're a startup or small business and you need to hire a virtual assistant to complete tasks such as social media marketing, blogging, keyword research, or Pinterest account management, then take a look at the packages that I have available uh, with the link I left in the show notes. All right, that's it for today. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. Bye for now.